Welcome to A Great Big City News, Episode 12. Today, the city's first park, St. Patrick's Day, and the East River helicopter crash. Visit agreatbigcity.com slash support to learn how to support our podcast. And if you're a New York City local business, visit agreatbigcity.com slash advertising to learn more. It was 60 years ago on March 9, 1959, when the Barbie doll debuted at the American International Toy Fair in New York. Only one style of doll debuted that day, but Barbies have gone on to sell over one billion dolls in hundreds of styles, including the New York-themed Winter in New York Barbie that wears a fur-trimmed coat, and a special edition Barbie that was only available at the Times Square Toys R Us store. There was an anniversary pop-up museum in Soho this weekend where historic Barbie dolls were on display, and the response was so great that long lines formed outside, and the hours for the one-day museum were extended. Two hundred and eighty-six years ago, on March 12, 1733, Bowling Green Park is established as the city's first official park. The land had been under city control since 1686, but in 1733 it was leased at the rate of one peppercorn per year to John Chambers, Peter Bayard, and Peter Jay, who were tasked with maintaining and improving the land for, quote, the recreation and delight of inhabitants of this city, unquote. In 1819, the park underwent a private transition similar to today's Gramercy Park, where wealthy residents bordering Bowling Green could plant trees and accept responsibility for the park in exchange for exclusive access to the park grounds. This was changed by the mid-1800s and the public was again able to use the park. The park has changed greatly over the years and through multiple renovations, but one piece of original iron fencing from 1771 remains at the southwest corner of the park and was designated a New York landmark in 1964. The park has also been home to the Charging Bull sculpture after it was moved there shortly after being dropped off overnight on Wall Street just before Christmas 1989. One year ago on March 11, 2018, a sightseeing helicopter crashes into the East River, killing five passengers. Investigation of the crash identified that a safety harness had become caught under the fuel shutoff lever when a passenger turned and slid on their seat to take a photo of their feet dangling out the side of the helicopter, which was being operated by Liberty Helicopters as part of the sightseeing company Fly NY On. In response to the crash, helicopter flights with the doors off were banned from the downtown Manhattan heliport, but Fly NY On continues to perform the flights over New York by using a New Jersey departure location for doors off flights. After the crash, the FAA moved to prohibit doors off flights nationwide that did not use the FAA-approved harnesses for passengers and any harness that could not be unfastened by a passenger in the event of an emergency. Fly NY On passengers were wearing harnesses described by the NTSB as, quote, comprised of off-the-shelf components, unquote, and the tethers were attached at both ends with locking carabiners that were meant to be unscrewed by Fly NY On personnel after the flight and would need to be cut with a sharp tool in the event of an emergency. After the helicopter's flotation devices only partially inflated, the aircraft tipped over and flipped upside down and sank, drowning the five passengers. The pilot quickly escaped and swam to the surface. On the one-year anniversary of the five passengers' deaths, Fly NY On posted a photo to their Instagram page advertising the doors off flights with the caption, This could be you this spring. 
St. Patrick's Day is coming up on Sunday, March 17th, and the 5th Avenue St. Patrick's Day Parade will take place this Saturday to celebrate. The parade is almost as old as Bowling Green Park, with the first parade taking place 257 years ago in 1762. Stop by 5th Avenue from 44th to 79th Street from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. On March 17th, the Brooklyn St. Patrick's Day Parade will take place in Park Slope, and next week on Sunday, March 24th, Bay Ridge will hold their St. Patrick's Day Parade beginning at noon. Speaking of St. Patrick, on episode 8 of the podcast, I talked about a new skyscraper that was planned near St. Patrick's Cathedral, and this week the developer moved one step closer toward building the tower. One small $44 million step closer. Developer Harry Macklow has been acquiring multiple mid-block lots to the north of St. Patrick's Cathedral with plans to demolish them and build a 1,500-foot-tall commercial building that would surpass the height of his previously developed 432 Park Avenue, which is the tallest residential tower in the world. If Harry Macklow is successful in acquiring all the lots needed to construct the tower, he would still need to negotiate hundreds of thousands of dollars in air rights from St. Patrick's Cathedral. Not too far away from Harry Macklow's planned office tower is another office space that is going for a bit lower price. Back in January, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Chrysler building would go up for sale, and they followed up with news this week that the classic building sold for a fraction of its previous price. After a $100 million renovation in 1997 and an investment of $800 million by the Abu Dhabi Investment Council in 2008, the building has reportedly sold for just $150 million a price far below any estimates. The buyers were Austrian real estate company Cigna and RFR Holding, LLC. A complicated arrangement concerning the land beneath the building was thought to have driven the price down. Cooper Union owns the land the Chrysler building sits on and receives a $34.5 million yearly rent, and in addition the tax assessment of the Chrysler building is paid to Cooper Union, which was about $20 million in 2018. Sixty-three years ago, on March 15, 1956, My Fair Lady opens on Broadway, starring Rex Harrison and Julie Andrews. The musical was an instant hit and would go on to become a major motion picture starring Rex Harrison and Audrey Hepburn in 1964. The musical debuted at the Mark Hellinger Theater at 237 West 51st, now the site of the Times Square Church. Last year on March 15, 2018, winners were announced in a contest to name new New York City ferry boats. School children from across the city submitted names and a list of 10 were chosen to be used for the upcoming larger ferries. Of the 10 announced last year, four have now been used for new ferries. If you're headed to the Rockaways, you may be riding on the Ocean Queen Rockstar, Seize the Day, Golden Narrows, or the Rainbow Cruise. Great Big City has been bringing you New York local news since October 2010, but we need your help to continue. Individuals can make a one-time contribution at agreatbigcity.com support, and local businesses can have a lasting impact by supporting local news while promoting products or services directly to interested customers listening to this podcast. 
Visit agreatbigcity.com slash advertising to learn more. With your support, you can guarantee that A Great Big City will be here to tell any future generations of New Yorkers about any upcoming trillion-dollar office towers in Midtown. Park of the Day Railroad Park in Rochdale, Queens A densely wooded area named for the nearby Long Island Railroad tracks and Locust Manor Station. Railroad Park is mostly a wooded area with no fountains or plazas, but it does have a few hiking trails winding through the trees. Not to be confused with Railroad Park in the Bronx. If you've ever gotten lost in a densely wooded park like Railroad Park in Queens, you should try the outdoor skills class offered by the Parks Department. On March 16th, the Urban Park Rangers will teach participants how to navigate using a compass and how to read a map. Stop by Willowbrook Park in Staten Island at 1 p.m. or call 718-967-3542 for more information. Want to learn how to navigate Manhattan? The sun will always be in the south, lighting up the southern face of buildings, and shadows from light poles will point to the north side of the street. It's especially helpful if you pop out of the subway and need to know which direction to start walking. And now let's see where our robot friend will be navigating to this week on the concert calendar. This is the AGBC concert calendar for the upcoming week. Weezer, Basement, Pixies, and TV on the radio are playing Madison Square Garden on Tuesday, March 12. LMA, Keanu Day, and Lucky Day are playing Brooklyn Steel on Tuesday, March 12. Todd Snyder and Reed Fail are playing Blender Theater at Gramercy on Wednesday, March 13. Teenage Fan Club and The Love Language are playing Music Hall of Williamsburg on Thursday, March 14. The Movie Life and Travis Shuttle are playing Brooklyn Night Bazaar on Friday, March 15. Have a Nice Life, Consumer, Elizabeth Color Wheel, Midwife, and Planning for Burial are playing Market Hotel on Friday, March 15. Massive Attack is playing Radio City Music Hall on Friday, March 15. Death Cults, Husbandry, and Lepesh are playing Union Pool on Friday, March 15. The Bouncing Souls and Strike Anywhere are playing White Eagle Hall on Saturday, March 16. Youth of Today, Glitterer, Crime Watch, and Line of Sight are playing Brooklyn Bazaar on Sunday, March 17. Kenny O'Brien and Leo Duels and Kevin Devine are playing Mercury Lounge on Sunday, March 17. Thursday and American Pleasure Club are playing St. Vitus Bar on Monday, March 18. Fleetwood Mac is playing Madison Square Garden on Monday, March 18. Lucy Dacus, Finn Lilly, and Mal Bloom are playing White Eagle Hall on Wednesday, March 20. Jose Gonzalez and The String Theory are playing Apollo Theater on Thursday, March 21. Olver is playing Irving Plaza on Friday, March 22. Weekend Friends, Coping Skills, Hit Like a Girl, and Nervous Stater are playing the Kingsland on Friday, March 22. Hollis Brown is playing Mercury Lounge on Friday, March 22. And Jawbreaker is playing Brooklyn Steel on Saturday, March 23. Here's something you may not have known about New York. 
The New York City Department of Education is the largest school system in the United States with 1.1 million students, larger than the entire population of San Francisco. Extreme highs and lows for this week in weather history. A record high of 85 degrees on March 13, 1990, and a record low of 6 degrees Fahrenheit on March 13, 1888. For the week ahead, mixed precipitation on Friday through Monday with high temperatures peaking at 58 degrees on Friday. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City. Follow along 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City and email contact at A Great Big City with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. Subscribe to A Great Big City News wherever you listen to podcasts. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, Overcast, and you can listen to each episode on the podcast pages. If you enjoy this show, subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening, and visit agreatbigcity.com slash podcast to see show notes and extra links for each episode. Thanks for being part of A Great Big City.